Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Full Service Radio. Welcome to Window Seat, live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, broadcasted on Full Service Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Omari. I got Chris with me and Jack in the booth. We provided this opportunity by the Adams Morgan Youth Leadership Academy, also known as Amila. Today we're going to be interviewing Rashid Hughes, who is a mindfulness teacher. He's committed to uh, assisting people in under-resourced communities, access mindfulness meditation, and other healing practices. Peace, everybody. Mr. Francis. What's good? I've never heard you do what you just did with your voice. What I do? Like you smoothed that shit the fuck out. Like, yeah, I'm on a job. You really brought us yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like at least give us a warning. Like I'm like, like what? <laughs> who the hell is he talking to? You got transform when you put on the hat, man. I got the host hat on. All right, I thought it was a pretty girl on the other end of the line. There's a few. All right, don't start no. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got me. <laughs> you got me thinking. Um, I'm excited about this interview today. Um, I know because, you are. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I what I do? Maybe a year ago, I went to uh, Transcendental Meditation to learn how to meditate. I didn't know that. Um, but you know the books I've been reading. Yes. Yeah. So it's a lot of uh, being present, and I don't know. There's so many ways this interview can go. Um, you can not only the books you've been reading, but you're a big fan of Oprah's Super Soul conversation. And she's she's you think Oprah got bars? She's probably that's a quote number three on my favorite niggas list right now. <laughs> your top five? She's on your yeah, top she, five. She's she's yeah, she's definitely top five. She's top five. Uh, my brother's probably number one. Okay. Yeah, he he qualifies. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. What is um, it? What are the qualifications? I don't know. I, I want to be inspired. Okay. Um, we have a close enough relationship that he can kind of kick me in my ass from time to time, which is kind of dope. Okay. He knows me well, so I'm not going to give it to LeBron. LeBron is, like, number one for him. Uh-huh. But, you know, I got, you know, people in my head that kind of inspire me. And uh, Oprah is definitely one. She's, like, helping me expand spiritually. So, you know, like, if you listen to Super Soul Sundays, mm-hmm. um, she has a bunch of i don't know if they're spiritual advisors but they kind of give you room to expand spiritually like i've i grew up like anyone else um in a church and there's like these rigid rules to um worshiping and without thinking about it i kind of kind of bought in where it has to be this god that god this guy or and, that guy and, and you got to do it this certain way yeah mm-hmm. and you listen to enough people who have confidence in themselves mm-hmm. um, and they kind of found their own way and it's like valid. It's not I'm copping out because it's easier to be this religion because right. I like to have five wives. Right, right, right. It's like, nah, this is a, I'm, I'm really growing mm-hmm. doing it this way and it's alive and it's every day. It's not something that's kind of in the past. So, yeah, Oprah, she's in my top five right now. I, well, I hopefully we could get Rashid into your top five. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll see. Well, you want to you you on the stage though. You got to perform. You you competing against uh, uh, some good people. Oprah, Chris's brother. 
Of Barack, I don't know who else I put in. Jay Z is always awesome. He's gonna be in the top five. Jay Z is yeah. definitely top five. Yeah. Rashid, um, what have you been up to? Because I think this is this is an interesting uh, title or field for anyone to go into mindfulness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting in that you have to learn yourself to a certain extent to be able to say this is what I want to do. Because it's not one of those things that's on the radar of anyone that I know growing up, right? How did you get into this? So I first got introduced to mindfulness um, a few years after I I finished grad school at Howard. I had the opportunity of going on a a meditation week-long experience in in Vermont. Mm -hmm. And on that that, um, retreat, basically... I got introduced to the foundations and fundamental practices and precepts and principles of mindfulness. And for me, up to that point, I was, I was a, a minister at that point. Okay. Um, but up to that point, I, I didn't have any tools to really practice self-care or uh, learn how to actually care for, my, care for myself in a way that brought insight but also brought transformation simultaneously without having to have the the pressures of being a certain way acting a certain way living life a certain way it was it was clear instructions on this is something that you can do and this is something that directly um transforms your life if you put the principles into practice but what made you believe that it would work because I think a lot of times people hear mindfulness and they yeah. think about that shit sounds like a fairy tale. Like it doesn't yeah, sound talk. like something that will actually get the results that people talk about. Right. So the thing for me, one thing that really attracted it to me was that you didn't have to believe anything. And that was freeing for me um, at that point in my life. And it still, it still is. It actually keeps me in the practice and keeps me sharing this practice. Um, um, coming, coming from a Christian tradition, um, growing up and becoming a minister, it was all about belief, what you believe and what you don't believe, mm-hmm. what you do and what you don't do. With this, it was like, take a second step back and look at yourself, see who you are. If that's working for you, these are some ways you can continue to deepen who you are and expand as a person or a human being. And if it's not working for you, these are some tools that you can utilize to help cultivate what you feel like is the most um, what's most useful and most profitable for you where you are in your journey at that moment. And that transformation um, begins with learning what mindfulness is. Mm-hmm. And to just define mindfulness for a moment, mindfulness is simply, um, I like to just say it like this, learning how to relate to, your, to yourself and your, your life in a different way. And when I say different way, I mean, we usually relate to ourselves and our experiences as as we need curing or or like we need to be fixed. With mindfulness, it starts from the foundation that as you are, you're already whole and complete and nothing is wrong with you. So it's a completely different view and perspective, but it's also about learning how to pay attention to yourself and your surroundings without judging. And that that key without... that critical point in a particular way is without judging that creates an awareness self-awareness and social awareness 
All right, so I have a question because it almost sounded like you were talking about two different people. Hmm. Learning how to relate or to yourself, right? Yeah. So I'm learning about me. Sure. Um, what do you mean by yourself? Because, mm-hmm. go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a really good question. So when, when I say yourself, um, um, I'm talking about the more conventional self like Rashid. Mm-hmm. I'm from Richmond. I came to D.C. I went to Howard. I play music. I teach mindfulness. That part, you know, I have relationships. I have thoughts. I have feelings. Like all of those things make up, you know, who I believe or who who most people perceive me to be. And so that's one self. Thoughts, feelings, emotions, sensations in the body, um, how I perceive myself, perceptions. But another another sense of, of being or existent would be with without the attachment of this is who I am because my thoughts say so. This is who I am because I come from this place. This is who I am because I'm a part of this religion or because I'm a part of this culture. It's about taking a fresh glance at who you are in this moment, including your thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and seeing if you can step back and, and view them from a place of freshness as if you're, you're viewing all of that in the for the first time like watching a movie for the first time yeah yeah so it's it's like starting from like the beginning as if this is your first time looking at yourself each day each day each moment not just day but each moment that sounds hard Mm -hmm. it sounds like it takes a lot of work and it sounds like um given all the things that we have going on in a day how can i take my attention away from life mm-hmm. and focus on something that sounds so like that's not going to help me get my bills paid right mm-hmm. that's not going to help me feed my kids it's not going to help me uh and all, at least i don't believe it's going to help me do those things right it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like it in that moment in that moment i'm focused on what i believe is the most important thing mm-hmm. but from what from talking to chris and then reading a little bit about what you do I'm beginning to understand that mindfulness does help you exactly with those things. Yeah, it so it it might not seem like it's directly connected to your bills, your family, your relationships, getting a job, but it is because how how you're feeling emotionally directly affects your relationship, right? How how you're feeling emotionally directly affects how you're showing up on the job. How you're feeling or, or your, your mental health, all of those things play a direct role in, in how you show up in life. So with mindfulness, you begin to, to, you begin to learn how to, to engage with all of those aspects of your life, being in relationships, uh, going to work, uh, providing for your kids. You learn how to, 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 to manage all of those aspects of your, your existence through the lens of non-aggressiveness and non-judgment. So the, the, the thing is... When, when you say judgment, do you mean mm-hmm. judge yourself or judge other people? Both. So most of the time, most of the time when we relate to ourselves is through the, the lens of this is good, this isn't good, this is right, this is wrong. This shouldn't be this way. This should be this way. I need right. to fix this. So, with, and what other people say are right and wrong. And, exactly. Uh-huh. And so, 
how we how we behave and, and relate to self, we project that onto others. So starting with self is the the platform, but understanding that that's directly connected to how we we show up and carry and handle ourselves in life. So with the the no judgment piece, this provides us the ability to see like really like what's going on with me, mm-hmm. like what's my mental health like, um, what what kind of thoughts arise when I have to be in these environments or when I have to communicate with these people or when I have to simply um, pay my bills. Like, what's my mental health like? What's, what's my emotional health like in those, in those experiences, you know? It's, it's the thought that, um, it sounds to me like it's the thought that um, life is responding to you, not just happening to you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just joining us, this is Window Seat. We're talking about mindfulness. Um, we have... Res- Rashad. Rashid. Rashid, I'm sorry. It's all good. Um, with us today. Uh, hmm. I was, so, where, where I, I've been meditating for some time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I learned uh, transcendental meditation. That was, mm-hmm. That's how it was introduced to me. Mm-hmm. What type of meditation do you do? So. Or do you teach? Mm-hmm. So most of the time when I teach meditation, it's, it's, in, the, it's in the arena of mindfulness. Um, there's some other influences like shamatha and vipassana, but when, I, when I'm doing most of my mainstream teaching is, is um, through the lens of mindfulness. And like I said earlier, it's really about, um, it's a, it's an, it's about being aware. And that awareness comes through um, being intentional about paying attention to yourself and your experience without judgment. Right. So I, I don't necessarily understand that. So uh-huh. transcendental, we were taught a mantra, right? And oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I okay. sit down mm-hmm. and I say the mantra to my mind is quiet. Uh, and yeah. if my mind roams mm-hmm. thinking about a bill or something I have to mm-hmm. pay, I let it roam and then I bring it back to the mantra and mm-hmm. I go deeper and deeper and deeper. Sure. How do I meditate mindfully? Sure. So, all right, so I'm going I'm to start off with it on the everyday life. Okay. Okay. So most of the time when you see mindfulness, you see somebody sitting down with their legs crossed in lotus position or somebody sitting a particular way. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness, how I teach it, is something, it's, it's simply our ability to be aware in everything that we do without being critical about what we're doing. Even so, if... So, I'm, I'm, go ahead. Let me let you finish, but I have a question. And it's okay. And the the key to it is is really being aware of what you're doing when you're doing it. So, like when you're walking down the street, being aware and intentional about making sure that you're engaged with walking down the street. So sometimes when we walk, we're thinking about what we're going to do at six o'clock. Or we thinking about what happened last year. Yes. So with mindfulness is, it's the recognition of when our attention is distracted away from actually what we're doing mm-hmm. and having the ability to return our attention back to the moment where we're in. So it's kind of like, have you, ever, have you ever been doing something and you realize, oh, snap, I was just dazing off. Like, like driving. Just driving. Yeah. Like when you drive, it's easy. Like you'd be thinking about all kinds of stuff. And next and thing you know, there. you're home. Right. Next thing you know, you're home, right? right. Mm-hmm. So the same thing is 
it's that that happens throughout our day so mindfulness is strengthening that capacity to to recognize when our attention has wandered away and then gently without criticizing ourselves for being distracted so that's the non-judgment piece right mm-hmm. right so you notice let go of the judgment and then gently return your attention back to what you're doing. You keep reiterating that point, so I feel like there's some importance to it. Mm-hmm. What's the importance of not criticizing your step? So mm-hmm. while walking down the street for letting your mind wander for mm-hmm. five minutes in another direction. And is sure. it only criticizing yourself for not letting your mind wander or not criticizing yourself for if you make a mistake or what you perceived as a mistake or what the outside world perceives as a mistake i think that's something Mm -hmm. personally i know i carry with me a lot not wanting to um make a mistake and Mm -hmm. and i beat myself up i hold on to mistakes i make Mm -hmm. and then uh trying to live in a way that satisfies the outside perception of a mistake so what i what the outside world or people that are close to me believe I should do and how I should behave. Exactly. So, so mindfulness makes room for everything. It's it's no parameters of what's accepted and what's not accepted. Doesn't that give someone the freedom to do anything and say it's okay? Like you can. That means you can go out and do some terrible things and say I'm mindful though. So, (laughs) so right. So yeah, I mean that that's 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 a good question. No, it doesn't give people the permission to to go out and harm people or to hurt people or be destructive or do anything that that creates more suffering Mm -hmm. so mindfulness when i say acceptance i'm not saying like yeah go do this what i'm saying is in the event that you are become aware that you feel like you made a mistake and you feel less than as a result of that Mm -hmm. acceptance is a simple acknowledging of this is what happened this is how i'm feeling about it now, can I relate to myself not from a place of criticism and judgment or aggressiveness, but can in this moment, can I, can I take a breath and relate to myself through the lens of, of kindness and acceptance? Mm. You've had some sort you've had a, a real journey because you went from being a pastor yeah. to not instructing this. Mm-hmm. A minister, yeah. Where, what kind of transition? since you've started implementing this meditation and being mindful, have you experienced and why are you so passionate about it now? Man, it's because I don't have to believe anything. I don't have to believe anything. I don't have to believe a doctrine. I don't, I don't, and, and, and I, I don't have to, I don't have to view myself as being someone who's deficient. I start from the premise that I'm whole and I'm complete right now. I'm just, I'm just deepening my awareness and understanding of that. Mm. So if I can help somebody else who might be in a tough situation mm-hmm. or who might be, who feels the complete opposite, like, yo, like my life is a mess. I'm full of, you know what? Like, and so mindfulness says, okay, can't, what, what is that? What does that actually feel like to you in this moment? Is it sadness? Is it, anxiety is it frustration how does that show up in your life like how you feel about yourself what is that what does that actually feel like on a personal level and can you can you accept that in this moment you hate yourself Hmm. and if you can't that's okay too but it's all about being in tune and and fully engaged with 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 how you're relating yourself and knowing that you do have the capacity 
to let go and step back and simply be aware rather than needing to to change anything about yourself in that moment and you can choose that emotion or you can choose to let go of that emotion because you're aware of it we can choose to do that now that might what that might mean is so our, our emotions and our, our thoughts usually they they come they're they're just habitual so i don't know about you but i've had thoughts that just i've had for like most of my life and they yeah. keep coming back right mm-hmm. right so with mindfulness you begin to observe Oh, this is a thought that arises or I, this these type of thoughts arise within my mind in these this particular situation or when I reflect on this particular experience or when right. I see this particular person. These are the thoughts that come up now. I can I can be aware of those thoughts, acknowledge them and still be present with what I'm doing while those thoughts are here. So the thoughts are, are, are not it's no longer dictating. It's more like background noise. It's more like background noise. Okay. But it, the thoughts are no longer dictating who I am. The, the thoughts are no longer my thoughts. They're becoming less personal. Right. So the emotions are becoming less personal. And that can only happen through paying attention in that particular way, which is non-judgmentally. Because you then begin to create a space and an idea of, oh, I'm familiar with this thought. Like, before I do a show, I get nervous. This is what happens. My heart beats fast. Or I feel butterflies in my stomach, right? The more you become familiar and create that pattern of being aware rather than trying to change or fix it, then that creates a space of ease and peace. So can you get used to it just by having the experience, right? So do you have to be mindful uh, in order to get used to the nervousness before a show? Or do you have to be mindful or have a mindfulness teacher or go through meditation in order to get used to uh, feeling the loss at the end of a relationship? Or uh, <laughs> see, <laughs> see, yeah, it's like, so what's your question? Can you, can you say your question again? I just want to make sure I got you. He got I'm really personal right now. I did he, get he, wants to, no, I, he wants to know how to help get over his no, relationship. No, because when you said relationship, I saw your body language and your facial expression. So I really want to tap I was, into My body going. language was directed at <laughs> oh, him okay, okay. because he started laughing. All right. But, but maybe my body language did show okay. that I am going through something right now. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like this the way this is going. Like, you read at me. No, no, no. I know. All right. No, but seriously. Uh-huh. Thanks, Jack. um yeah how does mindfulness help you get through difficult times is what i'm asking or uh help you not allow because i think the nervousness before a show is fear Mm -hmm. or um even during a loss it's fear whatever it is i think a lot of the motivation for me i think um when i have negative feelings or negative thoughts or whatever a lot of it comes from fear Mm -hmm. and my question is how mindfulness can or can mindfulness uh, help you in those areas and how? Mm-hmm. If, so if I'm seeing the thought and the feelings, mm-hmm. but I'm not internalizing them, mm-hmm. if, is that what you're saying, right? Yeah. How does, that, how does that help, I guess? Because sometimes feeling those things help you move on, no? Yeah. And I mean, and mindfulness is all about feeling everything. It's not about getting rid of the feelings or getting rid of the thoughts. It's actually becoming more in tune with actually what a feeling of nervousness actually feels like 
so that you can continue to be fully engaged with what you're doing while the nerves are there. So you're, that makes sense. Are you, in no, essence, deepening no. your relationship with those emotions? Deep. It's about deepening relationships rather than disconnecting. So most most of the time when I'm having fear or anger or whatever, mm-hmm. I want I want to get away. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's. You don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel it. Right. Mindfulness is about reminding oneself that feeling is natural, right? Mm -hmm. Getting away from feeling creates more suffering because we're trying to separate ourselves from what is actually happening right now. So oftentimes we, we don't want to feel we want to we want to go numb to become numb to feeling right. So when we do things to go numb, exactly. So mindfulness keep it, it keeps you. It helps you to be aware of when I'm trying to escape from my experience. It's, it helps you to be aware of like, all right, I'm trying to go numb right now, and this is what going numb looks like for me. It might mean go. It might mean something simple like turn on the TV and watch TV for like three hours or sleep stay in the bed all weekend or sleep or go have a drink or go have a or drink go ho or go ho and and I'm I'm not judging none of that like right for some people that works right right but well, does it work or does it just numb something that you're not really feeling I mean from a mindfulness perspective so I, I, so only a person the so for my, my answer to that would be only the person who's having that experience would be able to tell tell me if that's true for them or not you mm, know what I mean okay yeah so I I would like to take a break right now. I think we're up on a break. But if you're listening to us, we're uh, talking about mindfulness. This is Window Seat. Um, Full service radio broadcasted live from the Line Hotel. <laughs> Adams Morgan Washington, Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> we'll be right back. Break music today by Keto, K-I-E-D-O, on SoundCloud. We'll be right back. Keep it locked.
Radio. Welcome back. This is Window Seat Broadcasting Live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan. Uh, I'm Omari. I was about to say I'm Chris. I'm Omari. I'm here with, with my co-host Chris. Jack is in the booth and we got yep. Rashid Hughes. Rashid is a mindfulness teacher and uh, he's educating us about how mindfulness can help us do better in, in every part of our life. Be better. So if you had one book, mm. one suggested reading for this I don't I don't have a particular book but I have I have an author okay several authors that I would recommend who's that um it's a a mindfulness teacher by the name of Thich Nhat Hanh okay I need um, to write that down Thich Nhat Hanh uh he he actually um started a movement that would be considered social engaged uh mm-hmm. mindfulness um or social engaged Buddhism um he actually did a lot of work with, and um, communi- he was in a lot of communication with Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. Uh huh. Did, did I feel like I know a lot, right? Because I read one book. Yeah, <laughs> you like ah, say my book. Ah, what book, what book did you check out? I, I did new, a New Earth. A New Earth. Uh, Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. 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 And I felt like I learned a lot from that book. Um, did, did, and and I, I also think it's interesting because, you know, you go through things. I had an experience not too long ago. Um, my grandmother passed, mm-hmm. and um, I wanted to, I felt sad. I was listening to Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. and he's in this song, Ain't Nobody Praying For Me, right? right? And I'm like, damn, I lost the one person that was praying for me. So I, I thought to myself, I was like, how, how, how do I like go forward with this? Um, wanting someone to pray for me. So I was like, I'm going to put it out in the universe that I'm going to start praying for everybody. So that's why I just... You know, I didn't really advertise. I just, you know, everybody else in my life, I decided to pray for them. Um, and one night out, I came across some girls with some friends, and we were talking for a little while. And one of them was telling me she was leaving to go uh, become a nun. And, you know, we parted ways. And a friend of mine exchanged numbers with her friend. So she texted him that night, like, uh, what was your friend's name that I met? Because he really struck me, and I want to pray for him for life. So it's just like interesting how things happen, um, knowing that I'm reading this book, learning this information, and you're here today. Um, and the, a lot of stuff he's talking about, I feel like, makes sense for me. Um, and the way I've understood it so far, it, it seems like uh, med- meditation, being mindful, um, has to do a, a lot for me with understanding that we're greater than this human body. Right. And this human body goes through um, emotions, thoughts, and not every single one of those is valid. And we don't have to sit and be uh, a victim to a circumstance because we feel this. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, I can walk into a place. I've been to like uh, Barney's with my mother and she feels like she has no business there. Sure. She doesn't have to accept that thought because it crosses her mind. Right. So I don't know about... um, necessarily i don't understand being mindful all the time or monitoring my thoughts to the point that i understand um certain thought but i do get the value of being able to separate or create space um i from, don't as help me get the value well i don't i don't no, i mean i'm being honest like only because i'm i'm uh it's hard for me mm-hmm. to i definitely go into places and feel like that like you just described and I know that 
being around Chris, I look at him and sometimes I'm, I'm like, yo, you not nervous? Like kind of thing. And so for me, it's like I want to know how mm-hmm. mindfulness uh, can get me to that place. Like, do you think before you started? Well, so for me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to let you t- answer that question. But for me, if I'm this spirit having this existence in this human form, right? Yeah. My spirit can be like awesome. It could be beautiful. It could be smart. Uh-huh. Right. It can be all these things. And my body can be nervous. Mm. So I can choose to go to a place where I'm like, I kind of understand, like, I'm actually a little doper than this emotion I have right now. Mm. So fuck it. Like, right, like right, right. power yeah. of intention right yeah. there. Right, yeah. So I don't I get it. I understand. So 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 my question to you would be, how how do you know when you have that emotion? Wait, wait, wait. he asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, real talk cause, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, real talk, because what you said is is something that mo- a lot of people experience. I think I think you have to come to the place that you Right. So I'm having a thought mm-hmm. and what I'm learning is I'm a, I'm also observing this thought. I, exactly. Right there. Yeah. I, exactly. I'm I'm witnessing myself exactly. in my mind having this thought and this thought like when you you know, when you do transcendental meditation. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm concentrating on a mantra and I'm supposed to be focused on a mantra. But sometimes a thought comes in. Right. So you literally look at yourself, have this thought. And be like, ah, I'm off track. Let me get mm-hmm. back to where I'm supposed to be. Sure. So I just watch the thought in my mind so, come in and go out. So, so you, you watch, you use the word watch, observe. So you're, right. you're, you're aware of when a thought comes in your mind, right? Right. So it, it kind of goes back to, it's not about, it's not about monitor, monitoring like your thoughts every second. Mm-hmm. It's not about being like super rigid about it. It's more so about being sensitive to Am I actually giving my full attention to where I am and what I'm doing in this moment? And when I'm not, can I gently return my attention back to what I'm doing? And can I do that as many times as I need to throughout the day, no matter what I'm doing? And that can be simply done with, for example, while we're sitting here, is there any feeling or recognition of your feet making contact with the ground? Now that I think about it. Uh, Since you said that. Yeah. You can, thank you. you. You can feel that. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So, so, what, so what kind of experience does that feel like in your body? Or like what, 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 what was that like when you had that recognition? They felt heavier when you said it. So you felt more grounded. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Stop so, thinking about other things too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. so, so your attention wasn't what's about to happen after we finish the show. Mm. It wasn't about what happened yesterday or an hour ago. It was, it was it, your attention was fully engaged with what's happening. But you weren't, you weren't judging it. You weren't criticizing it. You weren't analyzing it. Just it just was. It just was. So we're learning how, so remember I said in the beginning, mindfulness is about learning how to relate, rate, relate to yourself in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that different way is non-judgmentally. Another way to saying, is, of saying it is just being and allowing things to be as it is and noticing when you aren't allowing things to be as it is i love that word allowing but you know that yeah um so i read a book and this is uh it was called the shack and they talked about um um it was it was a guy who experienced a great loss Mm -hmm. have you read the book i haven't so it was about a guy who experienced a great loss and he lost his faith in God. Mm. And then he, uh, so his, his daughter was murdered in a shack. For those who haven't read it, I'm sorry, but this is about to be. It was this a movie is, too, right? The spoiler. Yeah. 
Okay. So, so he lost his daughter. She was murdered in a shack. And then, uh, you know, he received the letter from God and he went back to the shack and he had an experience with the father, son and the Holy Ghost in the shack. And essentially, why are you, why are you grinning? I'm curious. Did he actually get a letter from God? Like, well, but, it's a book. It's, 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 uh, it's not real. It's fiction. Fiction is real or nonfiction is real? Whatever. It's the one that's not real. <laughs> and um, basically, the God, God, one of the gods, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, was saying that um, the reason why we uh, allow ourselves to get caught up in our thoughts and feelings is because we try to control the situation mm-hmm. in order to make ourselves comfortable because we don't have faith that just allowing things to happen it's going to turn out in the best way so even when something as bad as uh you losing a child losing a grandparent losing you know the worst experience that you believe uh could happen to you uh even in those moments we still have to believe that this is life and you you can't become uh uh, so involved in what's happening, whether regardless of how bad it is, or even sometimes as how good it is, that you lose faith in. I guess believing that better is is in the future, mm-hmm. and it. I thought of that because of what you were just saying about um, allowing things to happen and not becoming so connected to your thought in that moment. Because if you aren't connected to your thought and you take everything in as the natural course of life. You're gonna have those ups and downs, but you should be able to stay level. Exactly, and that's and that's what mindfulness does. It allows you to have those ups and downs. It's not about it's not about getting like getting more peace. It's not about clearing your mind. It's not about getting rid of emotions and getting rid of challenges. It's about providing yourself with enough um, room and allowing yourself to to have all of those experiences. Being aware of all of those experiences, being aware of the emotions and thoughts that come along with all of those experiences, and also to maintain a certain level of balance and a certain level of stability while going through all of those things. Mm -hmm. And um, what this does is over time, you begin to create a new pattern rather than having a pattern or a habit of of thinking negative about self or negative about other mm-hmm. the new pattern becomes compassion towards self kindness towards self gentleness towards self allowing that's beautiful yeah i got a question for this jack back here um i think some people might wonder and i know some people that do wonder this it's like how do you measure success with, with these practices, with mindfulness. Cause I think a lot of people get frustrated where like you don't see, you can't necessarily quantify those results, right? Like, mm-hmm. so how, how do you suggest people measure success? Or, you know, I, I think that's why a lot of people maybe give up on it where it's like, yeah, I was meditating, but I don't know, I'm still feeling a kind of way or whatever. So it didn't work or whatever. Um, what, do, what do you tell people in that regard? Yeah, I mean, the sad and beautiful thing about meditation or mindfulness in particular, there is no success or failure in it. It's, I, it's, 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 about, it's about your intention and it's about, it's about um, really, really allowing yourself to, to be okay with whatever the experience is as you attempt to, to do the meditation practice. 
if that makes sense. And so it's, it's no way to say, now I'm doing it right, or versus, oh, I have arrived, or this, this is what I was doing. It's, it's, it's wrong. It's more about seeing what you're doing. And if, if there's something that you need to adjust, then doing that. But when you get to success and right and wrong, then we start judging again. Mm. Right. You know, and it makes room for, for uh, condemnation to, to come in or, or self-criticism to, to come in. If you're just joining us as a window seat, we're talking about mindfulness with Mr. Hughes here. Um, we have a couple of minutes left, but I do want to do uh, a guided meditation because sure. I want to give people that are listening something tangible that, is, that they can take with them. Sure. But I, I had a quick question. Um, do you still identify as Christian? I don't identify as Christian. Do you identify? Or you're not just dodging tight, right? With no judgment. It kind of feels like titles kind of go out the windows, too. Do, do they? Or? Um, see, it's, 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 not, it's not a right or wrong answer for me. Is it's, there ever right or wrong for you? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what's funny is I feel like I get it, and I feel like I want to get there. But I want to get there too. I'm, I'm because it's a beautiful place to be. I think when you when you're not um, bound by social mm-hmm. um, uh, expectations, like you determine what is best for you and what makes you happy, and yet and you're able to move in that direction. Sure. So it's like. It's not about it's not about right or wrong for me. It's about is this is this helpful? Is this supportive? If it, it, is this nourishing to me? Um, also, also, or is this causing harm? Is it is it um, actually causing more suffering in my life? So I, I choose to view the situation like that because then I have something tangible to work with. Right. You know. Okay. All right. So, do you mind doing a guided meditation? Is it something we could do with these microphones? Sure. Of course. Okay. Yeah. So I'd like to invite you to just find a posture that feels comfortable for you. Oh, yeah. Let me find my posture. Everyone's adjusting. You can't see this, but that's what's happening. And feel free to allow your hands to just rest on your, on your legs for a few moments. And you can choose to keep your eyes open or you can choose to close your eyes. If you choose to keep your eyes open, um, I invite you to to lower your your eye gaze to a spot in front of you somewhere on the table or wherever you might be sitting on the floor. And now beginning to just connect your attention with your body sitting in, in your chair. Feeling your feet touching the floor not trying to create an experience, just feeling whatever your raw experience of your feet making connection with the ground is. There might not be any feeling at all and allowing that to be okay as well. Or maybe feeling your your hips and your legs making contact with the chair or the surface that you're sitting on. Or seeing if you can actually feel the body breathing in and out naturally. Not trying to create an experience of breathing in and out, but just really connecting with any feeling that you might have of the body breathing. So maybe you can feel 
your stomach expanding and falling. Maybe you can feel your chest expanding and falling. Just for 30 seconds, seeing if you can uh, allow your attention to rest wherever you can feel your, yourself breathing most naturally. And if thoughts come or sounds distract you, see if you can acknowledge, oh, I'm thinking right now. And can you return your attention gently to, to feeling your body breathing? So we'll do that for 15 more seconds, just feeling the body breathing in. And as you breathe in, you can say in if you like to yourself silently. And as you breathe out, you may want to say out silently. So 10 more seconds. And when you're ready, feel free to open your eyes. And before moving too much, just notice how you're feeling. Has anything shifted? Do you feel any different? I do. I I actually do feel more present. I feel fucking high. So different. Yeah. So we, uh, we we focus on the breath and the body because you, your breath and your body are always with you in the present moment. What You're, does that do? Like now that I've had that experience, like say I, I've did that for 20 minutes. Hmm. Afterwards, now I should be able to be just be as you are. So it's it's not it's 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 not like we meditate or we practice <laughs> mindfulness so that we can go do something. It, we, we practice mindfulness so that we can, be, we can be more engaged with ourselves and our lives. I got you. I'm, you know, it, but with a, a feeling and expression of kindness and compassion. I'm going to write you a check every time you meditate and make you feel better. <laughs> like, I think it's something beautiful in that no, simple yeah, but gesture. I, but but I, Right. So uh, I guess the question I'm asking is how mm-hmm. I can go from meditating. Uh-huh. I don't see the path. Okay. Right? So I don't know how I can go from meditating to mm-hmm. all the things that you're talking about. Right. So I, I just had the experience and I definitely felt different afterwards. Yeah. So now what? So so now since you've had that experience, you know that for in within 30 seconds, something shifted for you. Right. Yes. And so how would you ex- describe how you felt? I felt like I was alone. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't, I, I was definitely felt my body. I was mm-hmm. more in tune with my body and physically how I felt. Mm-hmm. And when I started to focus on my breathing, I for, it felt like I was the only person uh, in, the, in the room. Like it was just me mm-hmm. and it, was, it wasn't anything else. And I did have thoughts, but mm-hmm. they came and went really quickly because I started to I was focused on my my breathing. Exactly. So for so what I would say is that experience that you just had is is a simple showing that you have that that space is always available for you. It's always within you. That ease, that sense of spaciousness from the thoughts, the thoughts passing through. Mm-hmm. That's something that's innate and it's always here and now within you. Now 
just reminding you that throughout the day, would it be possible or is it possible for for you to take 30 seconds to just touch in with your breathing? Like maybe before you put your hands on the steering wheel, just can you take 30 seconds to to connect with your breathing since you know that it created that experience for you mm-hmm. or before you pick before you dial dial your phone and, and call somebody you have to have a conversation about can you take 30 seconds or 10 seconds and do what we just did or b- before responding to somebody can or when you're feeling emotionally triggered before responding can you take 10 or 30 seconds and see what kind of what what that creates in your life you know I appreciate you coming today. Yeah. Wait, before you go, just two or three more questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like Chris is about to dismiss you. Because you, you are a teacher, so I just really quickly want to talk about who and where you teach and why you decided to teach what you learned. Yeah, so right now I, I work with um, people who are transitioning from homelessness or who are who are transitioning from... Um, having serious challenges with substance abuse issues. I, I work with that population in D.C. Um, I also work with students, um, middle school students, and, and also high school students. Um, and I also have a, a nonprofit that I'm a co-founder of and managing director called the Institute of African American Mindfulness. And we, will, we really focus on providing these services, these trainings, these professional developments, retreats, um, providing these skills to people of color in D.C. to help them cultivate their awareness of, of their innate wholeness, their, that peace that you experience, that, that ease with inside of them, and also um, show them some skills to help them be more resilient, have the capacity to endure hardship and challenges, but also um, bounce back um, in the midst of all of those things. What what uh, motivated you to, to get into teaching what you learned? So for me, um, when I was a minister, I, I, I just didn't have I just didn't have any. I didn't have self-love. I was always on the on the, the verge of trying to make myself better. I was always trying to improve myself and I was always trying to get to a certain level of holiness. So that was that was my personal experience. So I'm not knocking anybody's religion not knocking Christianity, if, that was, if that's what works for you, I support you in doing it. Um, and it, I actually practice a lot of the principles still. It's still but it is foundational to, mm-hmm. to accept that you are a sinner, right? And then the goal is heaven. Exactly. So, so, mm-hmm. so you kind of miss the now. And I think I, I've told him, I've told friends of mine, like I'm losing religion. Sure. But I'm growing spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, because with practice Mm -hmm. you have to appreciate this moment sure and in the moment the 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 next moment the current moment that you're living in essentially so i'm not waiting for this grand i'm not waiting for heaven like i'm i'm enjoying now sure yeah and and for some people and you know um in certain religious traditions you know the fundamental belief is that you are a sinner and that you need to be you need to become holy you need to get yourself together Mm -hmm. so the reason that mindfulness um was attractive to me was because i was just tired and worn out and i was tired of of having to become better and holy and and improve with mindfulness it starts like no the premise is that you're already complete you're just deepening your awareness of that 
and you anything. wanted to share mm-hmm. it with with other yeah people. i wanted to share it with people pe- primarily people of color because um what i've noticed is that when i would attend trainings and, and stuff like that i would have to get scholarships in order to go because i couldn't afford it and so that created a barrier between people of social political economic statuses um particularly black people and people of color because they just cost too much to get the trainings they cost too much black people can't take off a week a week from work um and lose pay they they can't they can't get somebody to take care of their children for two weeks to go to a meditation retreat or to go to the mountain somewhere like so what we're doing at at my nonprofit, the Institute of African American Mindfulness, we're trying to bring those things into the city to where the people are so that they can benefit and then so that they can become leaders in their community. So how do we how do people who want this training uh, get in touch with you? All right, so you can I can I can leave my my email, which is Rashid at I am I A A M dash D C dot org. Or you can call me at 804-370-6393, and I can get you all of our information, what kind of workshops we're doing, where we are in the city, and stuff like that. All right. Well, I want to ask my final question. Unless, Chris, you got one before we... No, no. Go ahead. Okay. The last question. Um, so this is uh, uh, Windows Seat broadcasted live on full service radio from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan. Mm-hmm. And we were provided this opportunity by Amila. Mm-hmm. Adams Morgan Youth Leadership Academy. Yeah, yes, sir. And they, uh, their goal, um, among other things, is to inspire youth. Mm-hmm. So if you had to give um, an encouraging word uh, to inspire youth or words, what, mm-hmm. what would you say? You can take your time. Ha! Wow. Not too much time. I, 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 would, I would probably tell them that I would just be straight up and just tell them nothing's wrong with them. How they are is, is, is perfect. Um, and I would tell them don't get caught up with, with trying to conform to the status quo. Be yourself, be true to yourself. And, and if there's anything that you feel isn't working for you any longer, work on giving your attention to, to that area of your life. But know that you have the capacity to be to be awesome that's beautiful thank you i thought we were making like do you are you gonna give something nah just a guess that's it yeah <laughs> he ain't oh, got yeah. nothing for uh, the youth yeah <laughs> not today sorry homie <laughs> find your inspiration elsewhere all right thank you guys that's our show peace peace Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at fullserviceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening. <laughs>